137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, and I hope you've all aligned your chakras with your third eyes, because this special episode is about one man and his quest to explore the vast outreaches of the human mind. This is episode 128. And before we get started, we've got a special guest host with us tonight. Actually, I should say returning host, Steve. <laughs> what up? How you been? I've been I've been all right, you know. Holidays were crazy. Um, holidays are always a hard time for me, so doing like the depression shit, seasonal depression, sucks. But I'm getting through it, and uh, yeah, just been gaming, watching movies, uh, picking up quite a bit of digital codes off of Reddit. Thanks, Reddit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I went and saw 1917 tonight. It was a phenomenal movie. Uh, anybody oh, yeah. who out there who likes war movies or just likes good cinematography with good sound design. You got to watch that movie. There's a reason why it's up for so many awards. Um, it's awesome. Go check it out. Oh, yeah. And I also started watching <laughs> uh, What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> I think, okay, so like here, here's the story behind that. You're always telling me to watch a show called Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. And that's a cartoon, correct? Yep. It is a little animated uh, series. Yep. Okay. And then you've also told me to watch What We Do in the Shadows. And I thought mm-hmm. that was a um, cartoon as well. Cartoon as well, yes. Oh, so okay. yeah, like so, it was really weird that that all that um, worked like that. I don't, I don't know. It was like it's in, in in my brain somehow. So yeah. we were over here. I don't remember who I, I was hanging out with somebody, and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is a movie." I think it was maybe Corey. I can't remember or Joe or something. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a movie. And then I was like, "Oh, it's a movie. Okay, I can get behind that." And then I was like, wait, I was like on Hulu and I was like, what we do in the shadows for FX. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's a TV show and then a movie and, um, or vice versa or whatever. But it's freaking good. Anybody out there hasn't seen it. It's very hilarious. It's filmed, uh, with the camera crew, you know, like kind of like the office or trailer park boys. And, uh, it's a little mockumentary. Yeah. And it's four, four vampires living in the modern world. Uh, the way they talk and, and act, it's so, so damn good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil nothing, but the, everything you know about that, they hit on like all the stereotypes of vampires, which I really, really appreciate. And there's so many cameos in that movie. Whenever <laughs> they go to the vampire council, I died. It's so good. Okay. So have you finished it? Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the orgy episode. See, I'm just giving okay. all the, I'm giving all these hints. And the listeners are like, what? Orgy? <laughs> Vampires? Let's go. Right, right. That The fucking council scene is just hilarious. Yeah. With all the people that are in it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so fucking good. Um, but yeah, other than that, just been, you know, gaming, listening to music, trying to take it easy, take my mind off shit, you know? You know how right. it do? Well, good. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. Yeah, people really should go watch that TV show. It It is pretty hilarious just the way they handle all the stereotypes and all the uh the archetypes and stuff like that of vampires and tied into like a real world road rules type you know reality tv show it's so damn good yep it's it's pretty pretty solid presto how have you been man it hasn't been too long since we recorded last it hasn't been too long uh i've been doing pretty good so same old same old good yeah good 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 all right well, before we get into the main crux of the show, I had one news story I found that I, I had to share because it's somewhat local. A Kansas man has requested trial by combat with swords to settle a custody battle with his ex-wife. Awesome. In Harlan, Iowa, a Kansas man has asked an Iowa judge to let him engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife and her attorney so that he can, quote, rend their souls from their bodies. Wait, he wants to fight the attorney too? Yes. What a badass. Yes. Yep. David Osterman, 40, of Payola, Kansas, said in a January 3rd court filing that his former wife, Bridget Osterman, 38 years old of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, had destroyed him legally 
The Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. <laughs> it's about the money. It ain't about the kids. <laughs> right. Always. The judge had the power to let the parties resolve their disputes on the field of battle legally, said David Ostroman, adding in his filing that trial by combat, quote, has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in the United States. What a badass if he really did research that, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he also, He's like, listen, I watched Braveheart, bitch. I got this. <laughs> he also asked the judge for 12 weeks' time so he could secure Japanese samurai swords. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to go on eBay. <laughs> right, this could take some time. His motion filed in Shelby County District Court stemmed from his frustrations with his ex-wife's attorney, I think I've met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity, Ostrom said, adding that his former wife could choose Hudson to act as her champion. <laughs> Hudson it's argued, like some trailer park queen. Right. <laughs> Hudson argued in his legal response that because a duel could end in death, such ramifications likely outweigh those of property tax and custody issues. Hudson, Not the trailer park. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Street rules. Yeah, street rules, yeah. <laughs> Hudson asked the judge to reject the request by trial by combat. Judge Craig... So be like two different teams, shirts and skins. <laughs> <laughs> Armor, level one. You found a yeah. yeah. Judge Craig Dreisemer said his own filing, in his own filing Monday, he won't be issuing any decision anytime soon, citing irregularities both sides' motions and responses. Until the proper procedural <laughs> steps to initiate a court proceeding are followed, this court will take no further action concerning any motion, objection, or petition filed by either party at this time, said the judge. Wow. Oh, man. I can't even imagine being the judge that has to even sit there and enter entertain that idea and actually type that shit up in a legal response. Yeah. Or the stenograph person... <laughs> it would be hilarious dude if i was the actual artist in there you know doing the uh the, oh the yeah creation the, the recreation yeah. you know archiving i would just draw yeah. everybody with swords dragons <laughs> everything else that'd be awesome he's so fucking funny man well guys um i hoodwinked everybody because the one man whose journey to explore the the human mind is no other than myself and I wanted to talk to you guys and also kind of, you know, recount this for the listeners um, about my own personal experience doing some meditation and my experiences uh, in the float tank and then some really weird revelations I've had recently. And Preston, you've had experience with the float tanks before and meditation and all that kind of stuff. So you can kind of uh, yeah relate to some of this. But Steve, you haven't done, have you done much of that? Any kind of meditation or anything? Mm. Not really, because it's, it's hard. Like, for me, meditating is like gaming or listening to music and shit. Like, it's hard I really to thought you were going to say, for me, meditation's gay. No. no <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that no. out. <laughs> no. <laughs> for sure not. Yep. Okay, so that's fair, man. That's just your way of relaxing and whatnot. So, cool, cool. Well, I had, uh, today we're recording on January 14th, and I had my third trip to the float tank here at Tank House Float. And I've kind of been prepping for that um, in the last, you know, few weeks to try to get my mind right and see if I can kind of get back in that mental headspace I've talked about before. So I thought it might be kind of fun to actually sit here and uh, I typed up the entire experience I've had, you know, from my first float tank uh, session until all the way up to this afternoon. So I thought I'd share that with you guys because it does actually um, dabble in the paranormal if you want to believe this stuff could, you know, be, quote, paranormal. Because a lot of it, I truly think, is just in my head, obviously. That's where you go and you meditate. But the story itself and the experience, even if it's mental, is still quite a trip. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to share it with you guys. Cool. So in preparation for today's float, I've recently been trying to get back into this kind of, like, meditation mindset. And I used to do some kind of, you know, light napping, and then that kind of turned into meditation on my lunch breaks. And so I had this weird technique I started like five years ago, because I used to work out of the, uh, out of town, like an hour away. 
And so getting up so early to drive to, you know, my other my other job, um, I'd be so worn out by the time lunchtime came that I would quickly eat my food and then I'd lay in the car and try to sleep, you know, catch a quick nap. And then I started looking into like power naps and how that kind of stuff can work, you know, short like 20 minute naps and how they can be really more refreshing than you know, hour long or two hour long naps and stuff like that. It's so weird. It always makes me tired. It's it's weird. It's kind of like trying to uh, harness the lightning, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. like you got to catch one just right, I think, for it to work. But yeah, I've had times. That sounded so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I've had times when like I've slept like three or four hours, you know, a night before I go to work and then caught like a quick 10 minute nap and woke up like I just slept for like an entire night. It's crazy. Our buddy Spencer, I know, has uh, has done some power napping too, so he can attest to it. But yeah, it got to this thing where like I knew in my head I couldn't sleep too deeply or else I'd just wake up groggy, kind of like you said. It just pissed me off. So I started kind of looking into meditation and ways to relax and just kind of, you know, relax my mind without getting, you know, completely asleep, like REM sleep. And it became this weird kind of light meditation where I could, uh, you know, crack a window depending on the temperature outside or if it was really cold and the sun was out, I could leave the windows up and just get a really nice kind of neutral temperature in the uh, interior of the car. And then I could, hang on, big truck driving by. And then I could kind of get to this uh, headspace of this light meditation where I could relax and still hear everything going on around me. You know, people, you know, pushing shopping carts through parking lots and, and, you know, banging car doors and stuff like that. But I was able to just pretty much be unresponsive and just be super, super relaxed. So it got pretty easy, and I could almost instantly close my eyes and hit that spot. And then I kind of started taking notice of this, I don't know, like spatial awareness of this other realm, this, this meditative state. And the best way to describe this is once you kind of get to this this peak or this place, I just see swirls of like neon lights, like whirlpools of color. Things move at like a visual light speed, kind of like um, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey when he's doing like that super fast light speed travel, you know, and all the colors are whipping past him. And Preston, you've kind of seen this and you call it meditative meditation lights? Yeah, they're called meditation lights. So, Gotcha. And it's just, it's really cool. It's just, you've got your eyes closed and you could just see, like when you close your eyes and you, you push your eyelids down a little bit and you let go and you see those big flashes and big, you know, floods of color and, yeah. and light and whatnot. Or like when you like rub your eyes really for like a while and then like the vision's coming back, you see, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what it's like, except yeah. for you, you just got your eyes closed. So all you see is just the light. But yeah, so once you kind of do this meditation, you get what Preston has just said, meditation lights. And these things kind of come on like on their own accord. Like they just start, I don't know, it's a trick of the mind. It's the light, you know, behind your eyelids, that kind of stuff. But you can just get in a really like technicolor tie-dyed headspace. And it's a lot of fun to get there and then practice and practice and practice and just kind of stay in that one little peak, like kind of teetering on the edge of not quite asleep, not quite awake. And what's also interesting is with this technique and with this kind of meditation, you also can sometimes hear these chimes, like wind chimes or like, you know, a gong, someone hitting a gong or just different, you know, bells and whatnot. Preston, have you ever experienced that kind of noise? Yes. Um, but it also like the noise that I heard also tied into um, like the the. um the visuals that I experienced. So mm-hmm. if, if you're in that state long enough, those, those lights actually stop being lights, but you start to see visions like actual, like spaces, people that are kind of like predator vision. Like you're actually seeing things. Oh like, man, that's really accurate. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a better yeah. way to describe how you see things. And, uh, so, um, you know, later on after you finish, uh, <laughs> after you finish your story, I actually have one where I heard church bells, um, almost like, uh, Gregorian monk chants, um, wow. that tied into the visual hallucination that I was experiencing. Wicked. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I researched it and found that a lot of people who practice like Oh God, what's it called? Uh, transcendental meditation and stuff like that. And just regular meditation and, and mindfulness. 
uh, you can hear these audible. It sounds just like real life bells and, and different, you know, tones and stuff like that. And it's super, super wicked. And uh, I thought you guys was, are like Doctor Strange. I, 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 I know. No, it, it, that's yeah, dude. That's not kind. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm anywhere fucking near that kind of <laughs> meditative practi- uh, practitioner. But yeah, it all kind of falls into that realm anyway. But yeah, I found out like I'm not going crazy. Uh, you know, Preston experienced those kind of noises, and then I researched it and find that you know not only during meditation can you listen to music and chimes and different you know sound bowls and stuff like that, sound baths, but you can experience these uh, auditory hallucinations as well. But, hmm. you know, through literally like a year and a half of practicing that, I got into this kind of cool headspace where I could get there very easy, but it always kind of felt like it's also a place that's meant for members only. Like you're experiencing this weird kind of like, not to be cheesy, but like almost like a nirvana or, you know, a, a, a mindfulness and just seeing the way these colors and stuff swirl like a Van Gogh painting or like Predator Vision, like it's just so surreal. And what's even more trippy for me is, you know, I've said it before a few times, I'm colorblind, not completely, but, you know, things are a lot more muted for me. And when you get into this kind of meditative state, it's hard to explain, but you can also sometimes like I experience colors in a different way. I see more colors from, you know, the color spectrum that I don't normally understand, like, out of my normal vision. So, like, it's a super fucking big trip. Like, it's a lot to digest. But like I said, it's always been kind of this idea where, you know, you start getting to this place pretty regularly. It almost feels like, you know, a members-only room, like staff, staff only, like I'm not supposed to be there. So... Anyway, the weird thing is, is the place I like to visit, you know, quite often also feels like it's more or less like a waiting room. Like this is kind of a limbo. I've, I've exercised enough to get to this place, but maybe there's something bigger that I can get to like this true, like, you know, Nirvana, this, this aha Eureka moment that a lot of these yogis and stuff practice. And I'm not trying to sound full of myself. It's just kind of the way, you know, to understand it. But like I said, it's like meditation, and it seems like it's pretty easy to get to that area with the neon lights, and it's almost described as like a cave full of technicolor and neon and stuff like that. But every time, you know, I'm there, after I wake up, I feel like I was in a place where I was almost, you know, to the end. Like you're playing a video game, and you're just about to get to the end to like a checkpoint or a new area, and you just quite, you know, haven't quite got there. Like there's somewhere deeper to go that's more exquisite or special, like not a lot of people are allowed to go, right? So the only time I was ever really able to kind of get to this special place was when I did that first float take experience. And I've described that before, you know, on this show, but basically a quick rundown of what happened is you're in this float tank. It's like a big plastic tank, like a hot tub, and it's full of like super, super concentrated salt water. And the temperature of the water is pretty warm, but not hot. And then once you close that lid, the air in the tank kind of mimics the temperature of the water. So you get the sensation of floating and it's pretty neat. But after laying there for a while, I start seeing these big flashes and this predator vision and these big bursts of color. And then like I got to this weird head place where like I started seeing like stars, like you're in the cosmos and I'd be there for a second and then go rushing forward like, you know, light speed on Star Trek and all the stars turn into like streaked lines going behind me. And, and then, then I... Neil deGrasse Tyson showed up. <laughs> this is the universe, the cosmos. And uh, I started seeing like in my periphery, almost like those weird little sea anemone worms that like stick their head out and then pull back in real quick. And like I started seeing these things in the periphery and they were almost like, like neon, like gummy worms, almost like super trippy stuff. And I started sour ones. They're good. (laughs) Right. And like, it was just pitch black stars everywhere. And these like sea anemone worm things. And every time I'd look over, they'd disappear. They'd suck back in and they'd pop out like in my, in my left periphery, I'd turn to the left, they'd go like suck back in and then pop out in the right periphery. And then I started hearing these uh, these chimes and stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, I heard some little girl's voice say, you know, uncle, but it echoed. And it was so trippy, like, because when you're in this area, you also have earplugs in when you're inside this tank. So it pretty well drowns out any exterior noise or pollution that you'd get. But I just heard this little girl's voice. It wasn't my niece, anybody I recognized, but it just said, uncle, 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 and kind of went off into the, you know, whatever, the infinity. And then I kept asking, like, wait, who are you? 
to like these worms that's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And, you know, I've never done drugs, heavy drugs, you know, just, just drinking. And, uh, I've never experienced this kind of thing, but it's just like a mind trip, like out of my mind with what's going on. And then finally, like I started thinking like, wait, this is not the right question. And I started asking not who are you, but I started asking, why are you? <laughs> oh, it sounds like a fire truck driving by, guys. There is no who. There's only why. Hang on a second. That might be kind of loud. But, uh, you know, after I start asking, like, why are you? All these worms just go, like, explode out of this blackness. And they're wiggling and writhing and waving around. Shayla would be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Man, sorry about those sirens. Wow. Uh, but like they're all First waving around. Got to do their job. Right, that's true. But they're all kind of waving around, like freaking out, and I'm at this at this weird mental state of like nirvana, like oh my god, all the answers are are coming, and I'm at this point now, and blah. It's just it's really hard to explain, but it's just like a mental euphoria you're experiencing in this weird headspace, and then boom, this explosion of colors, and I'm all excited, and I hear this faint soft voice just barely whisper you're not supposed to be here and then of course like I said the last time I told the story big bright purple light hits I get this big groofy grin on my face and uh, it ended up being the wake up light slowly turning on but uh, I had my eyes open because it's pitch black and then that's so that's what that euphoria was just a stupid light kicking on but man I woke up and I had this weird feeling like shit like I've, I've never gotten this far in the game so to speak so I got home and I started experiencing, uh, experimenting with the idea of like a do-it-yourself float tank. And I've been trying. So that's our experience with, with acid, LSD, ayahuasca, <laughs> yeah. all at the same time. So then I started microdosing and I started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, I started experimenting with that. All the while, every lunch break I can, if the temperature is right and it's not too cold, I go out to my car and take these mini naps and try to, you know, just do this like this mindful resting meditation stuff. And so this do-it-yourself float tank at home, you know, I've got a small bathroom, tile floor, and I would turn the heater up to like 74 degrees in the house, and I would, you know, pour a pretty hot bath, draw a pretty hot bath, and then I would turn on this song from the, I think it's a 2015 soundtrack to Hannibal, the TV show by uh, Brian Rietzel. I don't know the name of the song, I can't pronounce it, but it's it starts with the letter A and E together, like how Aesop's is spelled. But it's got that letter and then a U and an F. So I don't know if it's like oof or whatever. But super trippy song. I played it on an episode of the show, uh, several, like episode 44. But it's weird. It's got like the wind, uh, the the sound bath, you know, bells and just different noises. And it's it's not like an even pattern. It's just random noises. So it's really easy to almost fall asleep. And then all of a sudden it wakes you back up because it's, it's just like kind of random noises and stuff like, like that. Like the Suspiria soundtrack. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And there's super, super intense parts where like it almost snaps you out of your sleep. But I would lay in the bathtub, you know, with my head on a towel and I would turn that music up. And then just close my eyes and kind of drift back into like a do-it-yourself, you know, float tank type of scenario. And then I got to this super, super, you know, trippy cave with the lights and the neon and everything else. And then I start walking through this cave and it gets pitch black. And I see this like psychedelic purple stone archway. And I look around. There's nothing there. I can't look down. I can't see my feet. It's just black. And I'm approaching this archway and under they're the like, skin. like it's a what? Like under the skin? Yeah, yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's kind of a, a good, uh, fair representation of that, yeah. And so I get to this door and I'm like, oh shit, this is like, maybe this is that place I've been looking for. Like maybe this is like that next step. And then I hear this like really mocking, like half voice, half hoarse whisper. And it says, oh, you found it. And it's real mocking, and it's like, oh, did you find it? Did you find it? Oh, you're almost there. And then, like, it's like that weird mocking sense of, like, shit, I got to go now. So I knew it was my chance. I've never got this far before in the game, and I just thought, I got to go for it. So I rushed this thing again, like Star Trek warp speed. All of a sudden, there's stars, and they're streaking behind me. And just as I reach out to grab this doorknob, I hear this fucking blood-curdling, like, guttural, like, And it wakes me up so violently that, like, I kick water up on the ceiling. 
Like, it was just so shocking to hear this thing. Yeah, you need to stay the fuck away from this shit, dude. You're going to open the Babadook in your brain. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, fuck that shit, dude. And what's funny is, like, as I'm sitting there panicking in my in my head, I hear this that same voice say, oh, you almost had it. And I'm like, what? Like, this is all in my head. You know, it's probably just my, my brain. These demons got a carrot out in front of your ass. <laughs> right, fucking... right. Come on, you want this, Sean? It just feels, yeah, like it's afraid just. Afraid of a goddamn just... Ouija board. <laughs> not afraid of this fucking hallucination. Mental Ouija boarding. Without no hallucinogens. Instead of waterboarding and Ouija boarding. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was such a trip. And I, I think the sound of that roar, that super weird, like, it's almost like like Evil Dead in the Woods. Like, Bruh! Uh, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure is the alarm I had set to make sure I didn't like just fall asleep in this bathtub. But it yeah. was just it was such a weird trip. And then Don't fall asleep in the bathtub and be like Gilbert Grape. Or, uh, <laughs> I could have drowned, Arnie. Arnie Grape. He's like in there fucking shaking and shit, so cold, so pruny. So nothing, nothing trippy had happened since then, and that was a couple years back until like maybe three or four months ago. Um, I was super worn out, like super tired. I hadn't slept good. I usually get kind of like seasonal, uh, instead of seasonal depression, I get seasonal insomnia to where like mm-hmm. I'll go two or three weeks with barely sleeping like maybe two to three hours. And I got it's good because that's when you do your art every year. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? Uh, yeah. So like it's, it's probably like September of last year maybe and I'm super tired. Shayla has to work later than I did. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to take like a half hour nap on the couch. So like I laid on the couch, got a blanket. And then the dog curled up, you know, between my knees like she normally does. Of course. <laughs> right, right. And I'm super comfy, man. Like, got a stack of pillows behind me. And then there's just a little bit of... I got my baby girl. I got my, I got my nice fuzzy blanket. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and then there's just a little bit of light coming through the, uh, the curtain. And it's right on my face. So, like, I've got my eyes shut. And I just see, like, that bright red, you know, when you get your eyes closed looking at the sun or whatever. And I didn't have hardly any time at all to be like, ah, damn it, because I was so comfortable. I didn't want to move. And I'm like, I can't sleep with this fucking light coming through the window. Did you wake up with a sunburn on your eyelid? Wouldn't that be wicked? <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy. Instead you know, of a hurt scar really over one eye, just have like a single like line of tan. <laughs> 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 like scar from Lion King. Yeah. But like right as I'm about to like, you know, open my eyes and shut the curtain, boom, frozen, like sleep paralysis. And I'm like, no, oh man. And like, I was basically like, my body was trained. Like, okay, you're laying down. It's, you know, the light's right. The the temperature's right. Wait, I just you're so, not gonna you're not gonna plot twist me. And it's gonna be a, like your other sleep paralysis with that lady. No, no. It's like boom, plot twist, big right? reveal. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> uh, but I think my body was just so used to like muscle memory of like, here's the process of how you do things, and now we're gonna try to you know get to this headspace. I kind of got in this weird like. I can hear everything. I can hear the cars driving down the street. I can hear the cars down, you know, on the highway. I can hear, you know, the dogs snoring, but I couldn't move. And then all of a sudden I heard this super weird, like eight bit Atari noise. And it goes, it goes. And then all of a sudden, as soon as that happened, I could open my eyes and move again. It was like, almost like the matrix where like, there was a glitch or something like that. But the noise was so scary. Like it startled me when it went off. I immediately set up. My heart's like, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. And like my, my, you know, stomach's in my throat kind of shit. It just super, super freaked me out. So is it? Okay, so like, I'm not trying to be like a skeptic or anything. No, please. Yeah, yeah, say anything. Like, it's just, I don't, it's really hard for someone that has never experienced anything like this Mm -hmm. to find any kind of like irrational belief in this you know what i'm saying no like, that's that's totally like, fair yeah because like for me like i'll lay on my bed and i can't just like immediately fall asleep unless i'm extremely exhausted so i go in there and i try to read a little bit it's a read and always puts me to sleep mm-hmm. and then so it's not like I t- it takes me time to fall asleep so i don't even like get to do like a 20 you know 15 minute like you know type of like snooze real quick i don't know it's just it's just really it's crazy i can understand that because like the way our brain works, like we go through different mm-hmm. stages of sleep and that's when, you know, dreams, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows all that shit. So this like weird, like, um, before you get to the first stage of sleep, it's like right in between that or something right. like that. It's that's, I mean, it yeah. makes, I mean, it, it, cause it's, it all has to do with your brain. Your brain's firing when you're, and when you're sleeping. Practicing right. this me- method of meditation, like you're actually training your brain 
after a while, what happens is your brain starts to release its own storage of DMT naturally. Mm-hmm. And that's what's causing like, you know, these out of body experiences, the because your brain's actually being um you know, getting high off your own body's DMT. Your yeah, brain yes. is being reprogrammed. <laughs> right. I know Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all Neo was on, was just a bunch of, was it di- diatryptamine or something like that? I was going to say a bunch of power naps. Yeah, yeah power naps. <laughs> I, I know power naps. <laughs> I know power naps. That's how I feel now. So, yeah, yeah, super. It's just, it's it's weird. And, like, I was talking to my buddy, Seth, who's, like, been really big into yoga and meditation, um, lots of books, lots of, you know, audio books, stuff like that, apps. So he's pretty well versed in it. And, like, I ran it by him because he knows that I teeter on the side of, you know, hopeful skeptic, maybe overly mm-hmm. hopeful skeptic when it comes to all the ghosts, aliens, all that kind of stuff. And he's just describing it as this is all mental. Everything in there is all you. There's no outside you know, forces acting on you. There's no stimulus. There's nothing promoting this other than just your own brain. And then mm-hmm. getting into the idea of the psyche but, and the id and all that. Does he feel the stuff. same way about about like ghosts and sure and like that? I mean, does does he think that's that's somebody's mental thing, or does he think <sighs> that that there's really spirits and ghosts? We haven't talked know? about it too much. I think he's pretty agnostic on all that. Like, you know, if a ghost yeah. walked in the room and slapped him, he'd be like, okay, ghosts are real. But he, yeah. he approaches <laughs> right. things very, very scientifically. And that's why, you know, I like to go to him uh, for some of this stuff to get like, you know, a, a hard skeptic's opinion on it. So, you know, yeah. I, I very much do believe it's all mental. Like it's all very, very mental. And it's just your brain defragging. And it's just a lot of it could be super, you know, sleep deprived, sleep deprivation induced, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, right, right. And I mean, like, telling, like, people about this kind of stuff, like, you sound like an idiot. Like, I wanted to so badly <laughs> talk to uh, the guy that owns the float tank uh, business here in Wichita, but I'm like, man, I don't want to oh. go to this dude and him be like, wow, man, like, you're free. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. dude, that's a great idea. You should see if you can interview him. Well, I'm going to go back to him after I stories. get this, because I got this all typed up. I'm going to go back to him and ask him about it, because I get, I get a feeling, like, maybe some of this would make sense to him. Oh, for sure. You I know. bet you there's all kinds of fucking people that come in there and be like, dude, this happened to me. I mean, that's the whole purpose of it, right? Like, yeah. it's supposed to, you know, help you meditate, help you get a peace of mind, mm-hmm. peace of quiet. I mean, you're going to experience shit. Right. Well, and my second my second trip to the float tank was very, very uneventful, like a real bummer. Yeah. And like I when I first when got there, when I first met him, and, um, I was going to say his name, but I won't. Uh, when I first met him, he's like, so, you know, let me let me get a better understanding of why you're here. Are you wanting to relax? Do you have sore muscles? Is this part of like a, a rehab for you, to, you know, from an accident? And I'm like, no, like, you know, pretty big, you know, interest into the, the paranormal and the supernatural. And I've heard a float tank is kind of a cool way to, you know, basically self-induce a, a meditative trip. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. He's like, well, I'm going to let you know that, you know, normally your first time in you don't get these results this is stuff that you have to work at if that's you know what you believe and what you're trying to get you really got to kind of train yourself for it and and spend a lot of time like normally our first experience is just you know relaxing and you might have a couple epiphanies while you're in there because like you know there's no outside stimuli but you know after the first time he's like how was it and I was like man I I did some real fun you know star tripping and I I got to some far out places and he kind of just smiled because there was people in the waiting room he's like well good that's that's good that's good awesome well you know come back and see us kind of had this little you know wry grin the second yeah, time but he I, he also might have not have wanted to intimidate the people that were in there waiting right like, oh for sure maybe you know, yeah or like to make it look hokey or make it like parent make people be like what the fuck I don't yeah i'm gonna go in here and trip, trip for a while yeah yeah and yeah. i mean like and they're very very stingy or i should say strict on everything like you can go in you got to sign a waiver and the waiver asks like do you have any deodorant on do you have any cologne any oils um you there's a place to take a you know a shower you can shower down before you get in uh, have you been drinking, you know, have you drank in the last so many hours? Are you pregnant? Are you on any other substances? So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty strict, you know. For, do they let people with diabetes do it? Um, I'm sure they do, but I mean. Or high blood pressure? Maybe. With med, med re- regulated? I mean, it's, it's rumored to be, uh, better for some of that stuff. You know, relaxing right? helps lower yeah, your blood pressure. Yeah, relaxes your ass stuff, down. So. Yeah, exactly. I know, I'd like to, I'd like to try it. It's just, it's hard for me to put costs to... 
No, it certainly try. is, and that's why because um, it's kind of expensive, right? It you, can. You, gotta, you get Groupons. Yeah, as I say, I usually roll with a Groupon, or if you sign up your first time, I think it's like half off, and then you normally get a pretty mm-hmm. decent discount for your birthday and stuff like that. So that's been pretty rad. That's normally when I go. You know, uh, if I got to a place where you know money wasn't an option, I would just you know like Joe Rogan. I think the dude has his own tank. Mm-hmm. So you know, and hell, if you want to know more about it, jump on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I'm oh sure yeah, he's I've heard him talk about it. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, in mysterious universe, like they went. Um, but anyway, so like the second time I went, you know, he's like, "Hey, so what brings you back?" You know, and I said, "You know, I had a great experience last time. I was kind of chasing that white rabbit, see what happens next." And he's like, "Well, you know, just to be fair, uh, you may have had kind of a, a once in a, you know, what, what did he call it? Uh, you know, just kind of by chance, you had a really good experience for what you were looking for." You may not get anything. And I just couldn't get comfortable. I had a mosquito bite like on the inside of my thigh I didn't know about. So the salt water burned. I got, a, I had an itch on my eyelid, forgot where I was and went to scratch my eye and got salt water in my eye. So like Ugh. I really took myself out of it severely. So like after I got done, like I walked out, he's like, Hey, you know, how was it? And I, I didn't even think about it. I just kind of muttered like, man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get back to that place. And he just kind of looked at me like, yeah, you know, sometimes it takes a little time. So anyway, there's there's all that. Let's get to the really fucked up stuff, shall we? So my uh, my float, sorry, my recent float tank experience was today on the 14th. So last week on the 8th, and maybe we chalk up this whole story to being David Bowie's birthday. Maybe that's that's what we blame this on. Could be. But I have a question. Yeah. Do like do your testicles float like 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 comical like on top of the water since it's so salty? Kind of. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, everything just kind of floats. Nothing really like dangles. I just like picture like, pool. yeah, you know, like the fucking movies where it's got like the dog's nuts just floating <laughs> just float next water. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're you're pretty buoyant, like Brutus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's that's a good question. And they do tell you, like, you know, they they do recommend going in the buff, just completely nude. But you know, you, you can wear whatever you want: a bathing suit, you know, top, bottom, trunks, whatever you want to wear. But do you go in the buff? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't want anything anything restricting me besides earplugs just That's to keep cool. the water out of my ears. I, lo- I love the secret cameras they have in these float tanks, too. <laughs> just staring at your floating nuts. <laughs> I, I think at that point, like, what I'm after, I could really care less if you're wanting to sell my uh, my voyeur tapes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To China. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So so last week on the 8th, David Bowie's birthday, my wife's birthday, uh, Elvis's birthday, Um. I, I was like, you know what? Like, I got nothing to do today. I slept great last night. I'm not tired. I ate my lunch. And then I thought, oh, I've got 40 minutes. Maybe I'll just, you know, zip out there and try to get a really good, you know, quick, you know, meditation nap in and kind of prep for next week. So I go back in my car. I lay down. It's super bright out. Real nice day. I crack the windows just a little bit to kind of make it just slightly cooler in the interior and I normally I go across the street to the park because there's a really nice park. I can park under the shade trees and just get, you know, just the sound of the wind and the birds and stuff like that. So it's it's really, really relaxing. But I stayed in the parking lot at work. I close my eyes. And I mean, almost instantly, as soon as I close my eyes, and mind you, I'm not tired. I'm not worn out, exhausted. I'm just bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I think it's that muscle memory thing. As soon as I close my eyes, boom, I'm instantly overcome with the sensation of being pulled like upwards. Like kind of like, it's basically just being sucked upwards and into my own mind. And I'm in this white space and it's, it's vast, like just going on for miles, for days. And it's the opposite of what I'm normally used to. Normally it's pitch black. And I hear all of a sudden like these chimes and these birds chirping and they're not birds that are normally in the area that I'm at. Like it's just, you know, we have like crows and shit like that. And these are like this actual like real, real pretty bird chirping. And I can hear like, you know, the sound of like gongs and and lower tones and stuff like that. And there's some color swirls, very slow moving and stuff like that. And then I think, okay, I've never been here before. Like this is kind of a place mentally I've never gotten to. Maybe it's because I'm not tired and I'm just, maybe this is meditation. Who knows? And then I hear like this super weird group of voices and like some are excited some are kind of angry, and they're all kind of like raspy, like mixed with like raspy kids' voices. And this is super trippy, guys, so put your tinfoil hats on. I hear first, I hear, is he here? And then I hear another voice said, say, 
does it even know what it's doing here? And so, like, referring to me as he it's and Gollum. and yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of, you know, kind of hissy and kind of you know raspy. And so they refer off and on, like back and forth, to he and it. And then I hear another voice say, "It is here, yes." And I yell out, you know, in in my mental headspace, uh, "I've been practicing, like excited, like holy shit, never got this far." Mid, you know, maybe this is the final boss. And then I hear another voice, and it's real angry, and it's like, no, it hasn't. It's not ready. Watch. And then, boom, bright colors begin to shift, and like this weird vibration hits me, and I can feel it in my physical body, like you're at a concert, or like a car drives by with like way too high a bass, just boom, like in your chest, you know, and uh, violent vibrations. My whole physical body feels like I'm being blasted by a huge speaker, and... uh I start like la- the speaker in Back to the Future one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I laugh and I smile like a little kid trying to get the attention of an adult because I feel like someone just kind of like just brushed me off. Like, all right, be gone. And then I yell out again, see, I've been practicing. It's not going to be, uh, that's not going to be good enough. And I see this super weird flash of like a face pop into my mind, but it looks kind of like an ant. Not a, not a mantis, but like an ant, like big buggy eyes you know, slits for noses, and it's green, kind of like an alien, and an ant, like a classic gray and an ant, like, mixed together. But as soon as I realize what it is, it, like, censors it like it's been, like, smeared with, like, Vaseline. Like, it's all, like, blurry. And, like, it kind of, like, it kind of uh, distracts me a little bit, and then I hear another voice say, not good enough, go. And then another one says, no, it's been trying, like, pleading, like, wait, let's just see what happens. And then I see two or three different faces just like before, like a quick flash of them. And as soon as I kind of like focus on them, they get blurry and like it's like like a screen, like I'm not supposed to see what it is. And then I hear another angry voice say, uh, no, it's not allowed. He will leave now. He can't be. And then again, huge blast of like lung shaking vibrations hit me just like, you know, and it makes a sound kind of like those fucking noises from uh, War of the Worlds. Like, yeah. And like, like at the end of Red State. Yeah. Right. And it's just like this violent vibrations. And so like mentally I buckle down and I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to wake up. I'm going to stick around here. You know, I've never got this far. And this vibration is so intense, like my feelings in my mouth feel like they're rattling is the best way to describe it. And it's like all of a sudden I'm in a vacuum. All the breath has been you know, sucked out of me, and I halfway kind of wake up in my car. And I'm like, no, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. And like I close my eyes, and then boom, right back where I was. And I hear this excited voice say, it, it is here, told you, he knows uh, now he can come here. He can come here now. It can come here. And then I yell out like, <laughs> like challengingly, I told you I've been practicing and I'm not going anywhere this time. You can't shake me off just like that. And then this fucking angry voice says, oh, look, it knows more. He has been practicing. And then it says, but wait, he isn't, and like there's like a long pause, supposed to. And this angry fucking figure like rushes towards me out of like this white fog. And it's almost like same face, but it extends its hand out to me like, shoo, go away. And uh, more swirling 2001 Space Odyssey colors like boom, neon light speed forward. And then hit, I mean, even harder with this fucking vibration. And then this time it doesn't phase me. Like I buckle down mentally and I'm like, no, stay asleep. And then I say mockingly, see, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. Now, for whatever reason, I say, now tell me. And then this voice says, ah, impressive, but uh, does it know if it's going to be enough? And then uh, I start hearing, like, all the noises around me, like shopping carts and and birds and people talking, but it's all 8-bit, like in a video game. And it's, it's just so bizarre. So I'm like, crap, I'm starting to wake up. I'm hearing stuff around me. I'm just being, you know, shaken out of the sleep. And so I, I close my eyes and I squeeze my eyes, you know, real hard. And all of a sudden, boom, I'm right back. And like these things are all standing there. They're all blurry, but I can see figures. And they're just like marveling at like the veracity of, you know, just to, I guess tenacity maybe of me just like not giving this thing up. And then the only way to describe it is like a fucking like mental breakdown, like a total destruction of self. 
I get this mental image of being pushed through like a screen, like on a screen door and like shredded into tiny little pieces. And then wind blows and all the pieces get scattered and colors are like overloaded, like sensory overload. And I wake up in my car and I'm laughing and I'm drooling and I'm, what? and I'm moaning and like people are walking by looking at me and it was, it was just so weird. And like being fully awake, like my jaw, like my teeth were hurting and my feelings felt like they were vibrating. And then I snap out of it. And I'm like, shit, I got to go back one more time. Like, just try, just try. Like you've never done this before. And then I close my eyes and <laughs> I know how fucking goofy this all sounds. So yeah. Uh, and then I hear a voice say, ah, he has been practicing, yes, but not ready, again. Uh, and it shoes me away, and boom, I wake up, and I'm panicking, like having like a panic attack in my car. Like I'm gasping for air, like this weird super mental hallucination just happened. And when I like kind of come to and look around, everything around me is like pixelated. It's the best, like, cool. my, like, like a Minecraft kind of thing. And, like, I had to rub my eyes and, like, shake my head a couple times. And then, like, the sound came back. So, I mean, I'm assuming I just woke up from a nap, you know, and, like, I, just, I was still halfway asleep. But it was just such a weird trip. Like, I immediately text Rob, like, dude, I got to tell you about this weird thing. I text Preston, like, hey, I got to tell you about this weird thing. Remind me. And then, like, that was that. But what's really weird is the rest of the day I felt, like, wicked hungover. Like I had just like just went in from like an overnight bender of like drinking all night, not going to sleep. It was just you, uh, so weird. You you met the guardian of the veil. The fuck is the guardian of the veil? <laughs> what the fuck? So a a lot of meditators or monks um, talk about how there is a entity that protects the barrier from like almost like the other side. So like, like dipshit thirty five year olds. Yeah, <laughs> trying like to dress astral. That astral plane. And so if you're not a learned individual, so let's say like you don't, have ye- you don't have years of like meditation practice, uh-huh. you know, you're not on the brink of enlightenment because you mentally can't handle the, you know, you don't have the mental capacity to handle what you're going to experience. This, this guardian of the veil basically will tell you like, get the fuck out of here. What mm-hmm. are you doing here? It becomes very aggressive and it stops you from reaching that next step mm-hmm. because it's basically trying to protect you. Some people describe it as just like a floating head with multiple eyes on it because they can <laughs> Show see in me all directions. What you got. Oh, like yeah. like like the beholder on the eye of the beholder yes. D and D shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, so basically, this idea that you're encountering something that was basically telling you you're not ready, that was trying to stop you and kept pushing you back, mm-hmm. is that that concept that people experience, and they called it basically the guardian of the veil. Oh wow. So it might have be understood then, Preston, that you're telling me some dipshit who takes naps in his cars on his lunch break isn't worthy enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, this fucking we're not Garden worthy. of Eden. We're not worthy. You're, you're fucking like you're you're the fucking dollar store version of uh, uh, Buddha. So it's you like nope, <laughs> the dollar store Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I mean that's. That gives you kind of an idea, because like I've read some some Buddhism books and stuff like that. And I took a couple of philosophy classes, and I really, not to sound pretentious, have read a little bit about meditation, and then read the more fringe topic books about like you know mental trips, and everything you said kind of matches up to what I read too about, like, you know, yogis and and Buddhist monks and stuff like that who reach these higher mental states and and warning people like you probably shouldn't really dabble in it. So. That's I think that kind of is why I feel like I'm always at a place where I don't belong. Like you kind of st- stumbled into it on accident and you're not supposed to be there, but then you're too fucking stupid to, you know, learn your lesson and stay away from it. So, well, all of that, that's kind of the crescendo because today's experience in the float tank actually was fairly uneventful, save for like a couple things that happened. But, oh, well, I'll tell you that and then we'll kind of wrap things up. Um, you know, I got there, took a shower, got in the hatch or got in the tub, closed the hatch. And what was kind of funny is the, you know, the same dude, same owner walks me in and kind of makes sure everything sets up, set up, make sure everything's set up for me. And then he's like, hey, by the way, you know, the timer is kind of messed up on these lights because the room you go into uh, has a timer. So he'll shut the lights off once your timer starts for the tub. And then when your tub timer goes off, the lights in the, the changing room or whatever, 
the the spa area uh, turned back on for you. And he's like, hey, the timer's messed up, so it's not been working. So before you get in the tub, just, you know, flip the switch over. And you'll be able to see to get back in the tub because the timer light will be on for, you know, about 30 seconds before it goes off. And so lay down, get relaxed. And like as soon as I lay down, of course, you're floating on this water. So you're kind of like bobbing up and down. And so I get this instant physical feeling of like just like floating like upwards, like kind of like up and down, up and down, but kind of going up higher and higher every time I go up. And then I had a really bad crick in my neck yesterday from sleeping on it wrong. And so I had a really hard time getting comfortable in the tank today, unfortunately. So I was able to kind of drift off a couple times and I was hearing like birds chirping and chimes and stuff like that, different, different tones. But, you know, every time I'd open my eyes looking for those meditation lights or whatever, I couldn't see anything. It was just kind of like real dim swirling, but nothing vibrant, almost kind of like the batteries weren't charged, so to speak. And uh, it's kind of a bummer, too, because when you lay in there, like, you know what you want to experience, but you also got to try to train yourself not to think about anything and just, you know, just experience what happens. So it's, it's really hard to sit in a little spot <laughs> and and tell yourself, don't think about anything. And uh, I started trying like the four, seven, eight breathing technique, you know, to help you kind of fall asleep and relax. And that's another thing I was looking into whenever I was having bad insomnia. And that's when you you lay down, get ready to go to bed, and you practice this breathing exercise where you take a real deep breath in for four seconds. You breathe in, and at four seconds, you stop. You hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you slowly exhale out for eight seconds through your nose. And you do that over and over and over, and that's a breathing technique for all sorts of stuff. But for sleeping, it helps kind of lower your your heart rate and kind of helps relax you. So I tried to do that, and like nothing was working. And then finally, I kind of drift off, and I'm in this weird, like, super, super dim kind of outer space area. And I'm just kind of watching a little swirl here and a little light explosion there. And it's super weird because, like, I see a set of eyes, like these big old eyes, like, open up in this vast, you know, this blackness. And the only way to describe it is kind of like I'm in a room, kind of like, you know, Castlevania when you're playing certain levels and, like, the eyeball's looking at you, like it's looking in a big window. Mm-hmm. that's the way to describe it. Like a, a window kind of appears or I'm drifting past this window and it's almost like this big, big head was like walking past this window and out of its periphery, it looks over and notices me. And so I'm staring at it and all of a sudden it kind of like turns and faces me, you know, dead on. And it's just like this giant set of like oily green, like reptile like eyes Testicles. Oh. I, you know, these oily green snake eyes, like, looking at me. And you can't see its mouth. All I can see is its eyes, almost like a peephole or, you know, like a little slot that, uh, you know, it's looking at me through. I can't see its mouth, but you can see the eyes kind of curling up at the corners like it's smiling or like it's grinning at me. And then it kind of, the eyes squinted like it was going to shut its eyes. And then, boom, they both opened up, like, super wide. And then a swirl, a big vibrant burst of color. And then it was such a, like a weird shock. Like I, my body shook and like I I splashed water everywhere. And like it startled me. I was like, oh shit, what the hell was that? And so lay back down, start trying to relax. And then I hear a knock on the side of the tub. Like it's like a one little, and it startled me. And I'm like, oh shit. And then all at once I'm like, oh God, if there is somebody in here like messing with me, the lights aren't on. Like, the lights, it's pitch black. And so every time I'd just about get relaxed, I'd hear a knock on the side of the tub. And I got this, like, real warm, like, feeling of, like, danger in my stomach. So I spent, like, the last 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes, uh, just laying there, like, half anxious, half trying to fall asleep or, you know, just doze off. And uh, every time I'd get comfortable, I'd hear just a soft knock. And it was just, it was really weird. And wow. it, it kind of felt like something was just fucking with me. So I couldn't like get back again. Like, like maybe those eyeballs like noticed me like, oh, shit, here he is again. An annoying little bastard. And then like just I couldn't let myself <laughs> mentally I couldn't let go enough to relax and then get back to that space. So it's crazy shit. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, that's kind of the end of the story. It's a trip, man. It, I want to do it. I hope something happens to me. Yeah, I mean. I, I say everybody should try it just as a form of relaxation, you know, just to get a I chance. I kind of just want to float. 
I mean, that sounds relaxing to me. I wish it didn't cost as much, but yeah. I mean, because well, I don't, I, I, my fat ass can't get can't get into the tub anywhere I've ever lived. Yeah. So like, it's just like some like weird like pseudo fat sitting like in a tub. <laughs> like it's like not, my homemade float tank. Where I'm just like yeah, crumpled up it's in my not tub. Good. Yeah, it's not good for me. Yep. I'm just like. I tried to, like, my back was hurting a while back, and uh, I did an Epsom salt bath, and I'm just like, this is so goddamn awkward. Like, I can't, <laughs> you can't even soak because you can't get comfortable. Just sitting there leaned over holding your knees to your chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, we ought to go in there. We ought to go in there one of these days and, uh, and talk to him and then see if we can poke our head in there and see if it's something that you feel like you could be in comfortably. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you do, you do move around a little bit in it. Like, you kind of drift there's no current, like it's just still water, but you do sometimes kind of, you know, slide up against and, you know, bump your shoulder or your foot or yeah. something on it, you know, but. We should just go to Orschland's and buy a cattle, a cattle <laughs> metal thing, put some salt water in it. Right. Well, there are do-it-yourself systems that run about two or three grand for like filtration, the tub, a little tent you can put over top of it. But I mean, at that price, I'd rather just pay periodically and go do it there. Yeah. But, or buy a hot tub. Yeah. But yeah, super trippy. It feels almost a little embarrassing to talk about it, but that's when I tell myself like it's all just a head thing. Like it's all just. I think it's cool, man. Yeah, it's thanks it's, for sharing. It's definitely a trip, man. Uh, it kind of airs on that side of mm, paranormal in a way. So, hi, I'm Sean, and I'm a float addict. Hi, Sean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we all float down here. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you guys got anything to so add? So what's next? Should we go ahead and jump uh, out? Ayahuasca or opium or what? <laughs> You know, if ayahuasca or ayahuasca, sorry, was legal, that is the one like psychedelic illegal drug I would try bearing it was legal. You yeah. know, that's hypothetically, it's not illegal. You can just go do it. I think that'd be the thing I'd want to try based on the stories I've heard on podcasts and read in books. Yeah. I've never but done you, any. You can any. try it. You just uh, have to go down to Peru and take an ayahuasca vacation. You think yeah, if I'm yeah. making do-it-yourself float tanks in my bathtub, I got the money to fly down to Peru? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. you could get that somewhere here in yeah. the States. You but probably I, could. There was a church. I don't know if they ever got opened officially, but there was a church yeah. trying to open and say that was part of their religion to make it legal if you joined the church to do it. Yeah. I want to I wanna do uh, a hallucinogen one time, but I just I don't. Uh, you have to be like in a really good mindset for that. Yeah. And like you, yeah, with my, with my anxiety and my depression, like I don't, there's never like a good time, you know, mm. to be able to do something like that. But one day I hope to get, I hope to get there. And well, try and that one out. day it might be legal to do those things in the U S you know, it? Yes, I mean, with Colorado true. making leaps and bounds for shrooms and, you know, legalizing uh, recreational, you know, marijuana and stuff. You never know what could happen down the road. Yeah. It's very true, especially I think that like if you want to decriminalize um, shrooms and stuff like that, that's that's cool because it, it I mean it's been proven that it helps people, especially veterans, war veterans, oh, with yeah. PTSD. So I think I I think that like if it's legal to that degree, because like not if people are doing shrooms and they're driving and shit, man, come on, like that yeah. that could really be yeah. really extremely dangerous. But like I think that like. If they had something set up like for the VA or and shit, where they could go to um, their appointment and say, "Okay, hey, you're gonna be in this comfortable area." They could have like you know like a sensory room. We have them for a shroom room. Yeah, we have them for clients here at here at the uh, uh, the place where my my guy goes. That I'm a guardian for. They have like a whole room dedicated for people with overstimulated for like their senses. So there's like yeah, stuff yeah. you can touch in there. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I've seen but, those uh, before at uh, different like doctors' offices and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's really Hell, there's, there's really even popular some, like, with movie theaters autism. that do that for certain people who mm-hmm. have like sensory uh, sensory overload yep. problems. Hell, Indeed. Yeah. yeah, it'd be neat. I mean, I'd love to do some research and maybe do an episode someday about mental illness amongst like not to be un PC or crass. I would love to know what the mental illness rate would have been. Uh, back before Christopher Columbus, all that kind of crap, back in Native Americans. Oh, yeah. You know, like, everyone's just eating mushrooms, smoking peace pipes. 
And it makes you really wonder, like, what was mental health back then? Or was there mental health? Was everyone just happy, excited? You know, yeah. mellowed out. Well, they were more they were more connected with their with the spirits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. I mean, Listen, you... I've got my I've got my Native American Indian blood card, so I'm connected. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true. But everything everything that I've that I've I've noticed that I've learned and stuff like that is it's all about the spirits, man. Like they're really into you know back in in them days. Like it's all about you know their spiritual beliefs. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, their faith is probably just hundredfold, yeah, of what anything that we've ever experienced. Mm, probably, I, I I don't doubt that at all. Well, boys, let's plug some stuff and get up out of here. Cool, but uh, you can check us out on Instagram at pxl. Paranormal. I think you right? got it. Okay. I always get them, I always get them confused. Um, and then you can check us out on Facebook, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. We post all the shows there. Um, we also do the visual companion on Instagram. It's always a fun time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can look forward to the first episode, finally, of 13 Nightmares. <laughs> yes. I'm actually enjoying that we're going to release it in January so we can start off the new year with a new show. Yeah. Um, and if you live it under a rock, it's me, Sean and Brady, and we discuss horror movies. It's going to be awesome. It's the logos looking nice and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Can't wait to get to it. And then also speaking of both podcasts and the rest of pixelated, uh, sausage network, check out Mark's solo show, pixelated sausage, check out the attack, the backlog. And also guys, it is posted at the end of, uh, the I believe it's posted with every new show that posts on like iTunes and whatnot. We do have a Patreon. We're working on that. I believe there is a tier right now for about a buck or two or three. If you'd like to donate a few dollars to the Patreon, that'd be great just to show your love and support for us. That kind of goes towards some pretty good causes. Um, We'll have some more stuff coming out soon uh, for that. Rewards or whatever you want to call it. Tiers. Uh, Nothing taken away from the main show, but just, you know, maybe some, uh, some perks to being a patron so we'll get to that more later but yeah that's i believe is set up for uh pixelated nightmares or paranormal nightmares i believe is a tier um and that is just set up for either of the shows obviously you haven't heard the new show yet but uh we'll have more on that as soon as we launch that new show and presto what's my favorite race car podcast sports cars unleashed that's the one that's gonna be a hard no (laughs) (laughs) yep most definitely all right preston what do you got for us and as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that won't make you look like a dollar store version of Jesus, check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and pick yourself up some succulent scents such as Dundee Cedar, Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Classic, Citrus, Mint, they're just, they're so amazing. Just go get yourself some Dobbs and, you know, have a better beard. There you go. And then also check out our friends over at gunslingersoap.com. Check out our beloved friends up at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. Say hi to Leslie. Big shout out to John and the rest of the gang there. Pop in and see them sometime. And I think we'll have a new they show. got a whole new store. Yeah, brand new store, brand new location. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, you go in there and check it out one of these days. But yeah, we're going to kind of help them celebrate with that new location, um, I think, by doing a new episode with John and Leslie yeah. here in the near future. So that'll be a lot they of fun. They got so much space. It's crazy. So much more room for activities. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why did you let us do that, Leslie? Why? <laughs> a triple story bunk bed was a bad idea. <laughs> and then also speaking of local businesses, I really want to give a big shout out to Fast print here in Wichita, just off of Rock and Harry. Um, they are my go-to now for any artwork that I get printed for uh, myself or to sell. Um, outstanding job. They print all the Horror Fest um, posters for us. Last three years I've been doing Horror Fest posters. Uh, I just got to say quality is beyond comparison to anything I've ever got at a Kinko's or an Office Max or any big box store. It's crazy. Store. It looks so good. It, it It is. And I mean, it's just the quality they do blew me away. And it's just their standard of what they do. So... Uh, but yeah, I want to give them a shout out, really support them. If you're in the Wichita area, run in there. If you just have to print some flyers for a garage sale, I'm telling you, go down to Fast Print. Or if you've got, you know, digital it. artwork like myself, they bailed me out of a really 
last minute situation for the art show that I was a part of not too long ago and, and really saved my bacon. So can't support them enough. Real bacon or turkey bacon? Mmm, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. How about duck bacon? Never had it. Oh, I tried it though. You're not living your best life. But we'll, uh, we'll mm. go to the anchor one of these days and let you. Sorry, the the monarch. We'll go to the monarch and have you try some some duck mm, bacon. I've been there in a minute. Oh, some sweet potato tots. I think I got a photo of Preston making out with his brother at the monarch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. We just had maybe three too many Guinnesses and Rubens that day. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just just two brothers. One of them just showing the other one how much he really loves him. But not barbecue. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough is enough. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Cheers to the weird stuff in the world and those that love to talk about it. Dollar Store Jesus. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.